Hi, I'm Phil and welcome to the Who's He Podcast YouTube channel. For the next few minutes, I'm going to talk about The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which is currently airing on Amazon Prime. A lot has been said about this series, which Amazon has reportedly spent billions of dollars on, a lot of which, as was said, even before a second of footage was seen. Woke nonsense was the most commonly used phrase uttered by the gatekeepers of J.R.R. Tolkien, who seems to be most upset at the thought of the series centering on a female character, characters that Amazon have made up, or heaven forbid, having people of colour playing hobbits. Now, before I go any further, I am a fan of all things rings. I've read all of Tolkien's books, some of which I will admit are a slog to get through. I adore the BBC's radio adaptation of Lord of the Rings. I love the Peter Jackson's Rings trilogy. Right now, you're looking at a man who has watched the extended Rings trilogy in one sitting. I played Lord of the Rings online. I played the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 4 games. Even the Hobbit film trilogy has its charms, to a certain degree. But here's the thing. While I watch the movies and realise that elements from the books are missing, I can see why. Tom Bombadil, for example, which I found to be a massive distraction in the book, would have slowed down the pacing of the film. The Barrowdown section of the book, again, would have slowed the pacing and would have resulted in another appearance of Tom Bombadil. You see, the thing is, I don't care. While elements from the books are missing from the films, does it make the Lord of the Rings films bad? No, it doesn't. But some fans cannot get past that. Some people want to see every minute detail of the book translated onto the big screen and won't be happy until that happens. So when Amazon announced the Rings of Power, the hardcore element of the Tolkien fandom were up in arms again. As this series lifted a majority of its stories from the, the appendices from Tolkien's Rings trilogy, it was obvious that they would have to create new characters and situations to move the story forward and the appendices are the only elements that they have the rights to. What the Rings of Power is essentially trying to do is to expand the short prologue we saw at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring movie into a TV show spanning five series. Yes, in case you didn't know, the Rings of Power is about the second age of Middle-earth, the creation of the Nine Rings, the fall of Numenor, and the last alliance between men and elves. So, the scope for this series is epic. And yet, we are halfway through the series, and it doesn't feel epic at all. Now with a planned arc of five series, it cannot rush its way through and has a lot of plot threads and characters to put into place. And yet, I think this is the series' biggest problem at the moment. The first four episodes, while not lacking in setting up plot threads and characters, it just feels a little bit... dull. The problem is that exposition in the first half of a TV series is not necessarily great to watch but it cannot tell the story it wants to tell without that exposition. So for me, The Rings of Power is damned if it does, and damned if it doesn't. I also think that it's a little bit too po-faced as well. Just about every scene is full of signs and portents and what is lacking fun. Yes, where is the fun? I would feel more connected to the characters introduced if you saw the fun and life in their respective communities. We get a little hint of that with During and Deza in the Dwarves' Minds, but it needs to be more of that throughout. But of course, what this series is trying to do is set up the return of Sauron to Middle-earth. Now, for those of you who don't know, Sauron is a shapeshifter. 
So the interesting thing in this series at the moment is who of the new characters introduced could potentially be Sauron. Could it be Halbrand or Adar or even the mysterious stranger who fell from the sky? Though I think he, I reckon he will turn out to be Gandalf. Blum, it could even be Lenny Henry's character, Sadok Burroughs. We also have another plot thread of Galadriel being the only elf who believes that Sauron is returning and on her search for the truth has landed in Numenor, where elves are not welcome. Here we're introduced to Elendil and his son Isildur, who we know will cut the ring from Sauron's hand, which I'm assuming will happen at the end of Series 5. We also have Durin, who has discovered Mithril in his mines, and we all know what happened to him when he dug too deeply. Elrond is also front and centre present and is assisting Celebrimbor, who forged the Nine Rings in building a new tower, which I'm assuming will be the place where the rings are forged. And we have the Orcs, who are searched for something in the Southlands, a place we are told that allied itself with Morgoth, Sauron's master in the First Age of Middle-earth. And it seems the men of the Southlands are still easily corrupted. You see, so far it has all been set up, but with all the established characters, we also know what their fates will be, and this is the biggest problem of any prequel. But the journey of how they ended up where they did should be interesting, and at the moment, for me, it's middling. It's certainly enjoyable, but for some reason, it's just not clicking with me. There is nothing wrong with any of the actors who all give good performances. The dialogue is also okay and is typical of this genre. The sets, costumes and CGI vistas also look good. You can see where the money has gone. But at the same time, it just all feels small scale. And I don't want that from an epic tale. However, we have four more episodes to go. And I just hope the story picks up the pace over the next few weeks. As at the moment, it's not so much rings of power, more rings of the shower curtain. <laughs>